In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Today is the third Sunday of the month of Beba, and in the reading for today, we read about when the Pharisees were accusing the Lord Jesus Christ of casting out demons by the power of Beelzebub, who is Satan himself. And the Lord responded to this and said, Every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation. Meaning that if the Lord was using the power of Satan to cast out Satan, then the kingdom of Satan would be divided and that he would have no success because he would be destroyed if he is in that civil war with himself. But with the, the words of the Lord Jesus Christ are very telling because if the kingdom of Satan is actually as successful as it is that he has been able to tempt humanity since the very beginning of creation and he has been able to, to enter into our thoughts and to play with our minds and to tempt us to do the things that are actually self-destructive, that if, this, if the kingdom of Satan has been as successful as it was, then maybe one of the reasons it is so, it is because it is not divided. You do not have demons warring against other demons, that even though they are evil and wicked, and yet they do not fight with one another. But unfortunately, if you look at us as humanity as a whole, you see that we are constantly fighting with one another at many, many different levels. You can think of the level of uh, a nation, for instance, that the people are fighting and warring against one another, but there are many other ways also that we can war with one another and we can be divided in ourselves the way that the Lord said any kingdom that is divided against itself cannot stand and is brought to desolation. So I'm going to speak about three types of division that we can be divided. The first is the division between us and others. The second is the division between us and God. And the third is the division within each individual person themselves. So first we'll speak about the division between man and his fellow man. What are some of the ways that we are divided against one another that instead of lifting each other up, instead of encouraging one another, instead of showing the love of the Lord Jesus Christ for one another, that we actually bring each other down and maybe harm one another? The first is with envy. In James 4 verse 2 it says, You lust and do not have... You murder and covet and cannot obtain. You fight and war, yet you do not have because you do not ask. Desiring what is another person's and seeking what is theirs and seeking to take it from them and being jealous and envious that another person is benefiting from something that I do not have. Having anger towards someone else because of the possessions that they have. This is uh, a lust that we battle with in this life especially in the materialistic society that we, that we live in, where we see people around us who have different things. They have different situations. They have different families. They have uh, di different circumstances, different houses, different cars, different possessions, and whatnot. And so we look at others around us, and it is not simply the neighbors on our street that we see, but we see actually the entire world. When you go on social media, you see absolutely everyone. And everyone that you have remotely ever met, then you see how is it that they live their life and what is it that they're doing. And it can create in us a sense of envy and jealousy that instead of being joyful for the success of my brother or sister, instead I'm angry toward them. I'm jealous toward them. I wish that I had what it is that they had and secretly, maybe even inside myself, I wish that they fail. I wish that whatever good thing it is that they have be taken away. So instead of being happy for one another, sometimes we actually wish the downfall of one another. And this is a type of division. That if we are supposed to be, especially in the church, united together as one body of Christ, how can we be feeling this kind of envy toward one another and not being joyful for the success of another? 
So certainly one way that the, that the devil tempts us against one another is through envy. It's through the sins of the eye that we see the success of others and instead of being joyful for them, we, are, um, we, 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 we wish that we had what they had. We should learn from the Lord contentment. You know, the, the St. Paul, he said, what, with food and clothing, these will be content. And I can think of if, if actually we were content only with food and clothing, what kind of life would we have? That we are not even content with the size of the TV that we have and we want a bigger TV because we go to our friend's house and we see that they have a bigger TV. So we go home thinking, oh, I wish I had that TV. That TV is the right size, it's the bigger TV that now they make TVs so big that they don't even fit in the room that they, they, they make them for. So the idea is what being content, what does it mean to be content? I think we have lost the, the concept of being content um, in this life because there's always someone offering us something more, something bigger, something better, something more luxurious, something fancier. So instead of looking at what I have and saying what I have is good, what I have I'm thankful for and giving thanks to God for because he has given it to me and he wants me to use it and to benefit from it. Instead of being thankful for that, oftentimes we are looking towards something that is better, that is bigger, that is fancier, and that causes us to always be discontented with what it is that we have, and even believing that we have not been blessed by God, when actually if we really look at ourselves and compare ourselves to the standard that St. Paul gave, gave about with food and clothing, we will be content. Most of us have far, far, far more than food and clothing. We have much more, and yet maybe with this we are still not satisfied. So one way that the devil divides us is through envy. Another way we are divided is through selfishness. In 1 John 3.17 it says, But whoever has this world's goods and sees his brother in need and shuts up his heart from him, how does the love of God abide in him? So not only am I maybe not content with the things that I have, but I refuse to share the things that I have. I refuse to give to others. Are we so much focusing only on each of our individual lives that we do not see those who are in need around us, that we do not care about those who are suffering around us, that we don't pay any attention because I am so into my own life, that I am so focused only on my own life, that I am not willing to sacrifice anything for another? And that sacrifice can come in the form of physical sacrifice, like sacrificing a physical possession I have or money, but can also be giving up of our time. In, the, in the, the, the days that we live in now, time is so valuable and it is such a limited commodity. Who is it that I'm going to give my time to? How is it that I'm going to share my time with other people to serve them and give to them? I should feel always that it is my responsibility to show the love of God to others through giving of myself, whether it be giving of my money, giving my time, giving my physical possessions, always paying attention around me, who is it that I can serve and how is it that I should give to them. But if each one of us lives in a selfish way, again, there is division in the body. There is division between us and our fellow man and there is no way that I can have a good relationship with others and so again, our kingdom is divided and when the devil divides us, he can conquer us. Another way that um, maybe we, we are divided against one another is through arrogance. And James 3.17 says, But the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, willing to yield, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality and without hypocrisy. This idea of being willing to yield is something that maybe also, again, has been lost in our society. The idea that I do not have to be the one to be in control. And I do not have to be the one whose decision is the final decision that is the one that goes. Am I able to yield? 
Am I able to be joyful in yielding? Am I able to say to another person, no, you go first, or whatever it is, your idea, we're going to do that, instead of my idea, even if I disagree with you. Am I always demanding that other people submit to my will, or am I, being, am I willing to be flexible enough so that I can submit to the will of another person, so that I can let someone else take the lead, so someone else can do what they think is right? This idea of always thinking that we are right, again, causes division. In order for us to live together in a community, we have to understand that I am not always right. I make mistakes, and maybe my ideas aren't even the best ones all the time. Am I willing to allow other people to um, implement their own ideas to yield to them? Another way that we have division is um, between a God and us. The division that separates us actually from God. And there's two points I want to mention. The first thing that separates us from God is through excessive doubt. The devil actually uses the tool of doubts to separate us from God. He causes us to doubt God. Actually, this is what happened with Eve. When, the, when Satan was tempting her, he told her, did God truly not say that you can eat of any of the fruit of the garden? And then when she said that if we eat of this tree, we will die. And then the Lord said, no, or the Satan said, no, you will not die. You will not die if you eat of this tree. And the reason that God does not want you to eat of this tree is because if you eat of it, you will become like him. And so he doesn't want you to become like him. So he is telling you that this is forbidden. And so it's actually not for your good that you don't eat of this tree. It's actually God is limiting you. God doesn't want you to have the best, and so he is telling you not to eat of this tree. So that Satan was sowing doubts to make her not trust in the goodness of God, not trust in what God has in mind for her or the plan of God. And certainly whenever we begin to doubt God, his character, who he is, or even his existence, then this is a division between us and the source of life. Right? God is the source of life. When we begin to doubt his existence, then what is the purpose of life exactly if we do not believe in him? What, why is it that we are alive? What is it that we are doing? Just going from place to place and going, waking up early to go to work and making money and coming home and then what? What is the purpose of all of this that we are doing day after day after day if there is nothing greater than this, if there is no God who is greater, who is providing for us a life that is beyond this life? This doubt makes us to be divided from God and then again causes us to be very susceptible to the lies and the deception of the enemy who comes and whispers in our ear and tells us that there is no God and tells us that God is evil and tells us God is unjust and that he does not do what is right and that we have every right to, to disobey him and to live life according to our own will, according to whatever we believe is right and not according to what he has commanded us to do. He makes us to feel that the commandments of God are not for our good but they are actually to limit us unfairly, that the Lord is telling us to do these things because he does not care about us, he does not want what is right for us. This is a division between us and God. Another way that we are divided between us and God is through sin. Sin is what separates us from God. Sin is what makes us to no longer be able to see the Lord or to hear his voice or to feel comforted by him. It prevents us from being able to communicate with him. It prevents us from being able to know his will for our life and, and to, choose, to choose to go after what is it that he has prepared for us. Our desire to pursue our own will, our desire to pursue our own pleasures, our desire to do what we think is right and to gain power for ourselves unwilling to submit to the law of God. This is sin. And so when we reject the plan of God for ourselves, 
when we, when we choose to make a decision away and apart from God, then we begin to no longer be able to be touched by the grace of God, by the grace of the Holy Spirit, and we begin to doubt God's existence. Most of the time, when people leave the church and, and no longer want to live a life of submission to God, it is not because of some theological concept that they have read about and they, dis they disagree with. It's because they have chosen a life of sin. Very often, this is the case. They have chosen some kind of life of sin away from God, and the life of the church and the life of God is incompatible with the life that they have chosen. One of the reasons why people leave. It is not for a theological reason. It is not because they sat down with all the information and then they determined that God does not exist. No, it's because they want to live a life that's opposite to what he wants for them. And so they, it's easy for them to be, to be convinced by the enemy that God does not exist to justify their own sin. So there can be division also between us and God. The last point is the division between each of us and ourselves. That we ourselves as individuals are actually not complete and whole, but are divided. How can we be divided? One way we are divided is between the love of God versus the love of the world. James chapter 4, it says, Do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Whoever therefore wants to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. But this is maybe what we try to do. We try to say that we are believers, we are Christians, we are Orthodox, but yet maybe the lifestyle that God is calling us to live, I'm not 100% on board with it. Or it's very difficult for me to live such a lifestyle. So I'm going to modify it. I'm going to make it so that I do all of these things, but at the same time, I do these other things. These other things are things that I enjoy. And these things that I enjoy are directly against the commandment of God. But I try to do them both simultaneously. I try to live a life of, of, of in the world and loving of the world and doing things in the world that are directly contradicting what God is asking us to do. While at the same time, I come to church and I pray and I take communion and I do these things because that is my obligation. And that's how I feel that I am a believer and worshiping of God. The division of the heart between the love of God and the love of the world is something that is very difficult. Trying to live in both of these worlds at the same time. How is it that I obey God and I indulge in the world? How is it that I can come to church on Sunday, but on Saturday night I was in a nightclub? How is it that I am living one way in front of one group of people and living a different way in, uh, in front of a different group of people. We cannot have both the love of God and the love of the world in our hearts at the same time. We have to choose which one we want to be in. Ch choose which one I want to live in. Do I want to live in the world that God has, has, has prepared for us, the kingdom of heaven, or do I want to live in this world because they are incompatible with one another? Also, I have to choose between the flesh and the spirit. There is a war that is happening between us, each of us internally, as we are kind of waging this spiritual struggle. And Romans 7.15, it says, For what I am doing, I do not understand. For what I will to do, that I do not practice. But what I hate, that I do. St. Paul, when he wrote this to the Romans, he was describing the spiritual warfare that he himself, as an individual, experiences as we all experience, that the thing that is in our mind that we know that is right, that we should do, is something, and what our will wants us to do, what our flesh tells us to do, is a different thing. 
And this is painful. It is painful to live this way. This is a division that is in us that causes like a civil war inside of us. And this is what St. Paul was speaking about. The, the law of, of God that lives in me is telling me that I should do right. I should do a certain thing. But the law of the flesh that is also in me is telling me that I should do its opposite, that I should do something else. And so this constant battle is, is difficult. And this is why we say that the spiritual life is a struggle. The spiritual life is not fr free from conflict. It is, it is a daily conflict. It is a minute-by-minute -minute conflict that if we are assailed by temptation, that we have to respond to this temptation. We can't just let it take, it, take us where it wants to take us. This is why we always speak about in the church that we need to have a spiritual rule, spiritual canon, that we need to be deliberate, intentional in our spiritual life and not just live life, letting life take us wherever it wants because certainly the direction that life will take us unless we are intentional with our spiritual life is it'll take us away from God. So this is the division, this is a war that we are fighting each of us and those who wage this battle those who wage the battle with struggle, with fasting, with prostrations, with repentance, those are the ones who are going to be victorious in the end because they did not give up. Those who quickly give up or are even oblivious completely that this battle is going on will live life according to the world system and according to the flesh and they will not have victory. The last point I want to mention is the idea of having double lives. Um, sometimes we just care about the appearance of holiness. We just care about that, that when we are in the church that people see us as being that we are holy, but while at the same time we are hiding our true life, we're hiding our true sin. Instead of really focusing on a desire for, to be holy and to be pleasing to God and to obey Him, instead we are focusing on what? Simply having a good reputation. I want to have a good reputation among the people in the church. I want people to see me as being a person who comes to church and who prays and who does the right thing and who doesn't curse and doesn't do any of this. But in my own life, when I go outside of the church, I live a completely different way. An example of this is Ananias and Sapphira, who in the book of Acts, they told the church and they told St. Peter that they sold all of their possessions and gave it to the church. But in reality, they kept some of the money for themselves. And there was nothing wrong with keeping the money. It was their own money. And actually, St. Peter told them so. The thing that they did wrong is they lied by saying they gave it all. Why? Because they wanted a reputation. They wanted to be like the others who were also giving all of their money. They wanted to be counted among them and for people to praise them and say, look, Ananias and Sapphira, how holy and righteous they are because they gave all of their possessions to the church. But actually, they didn't. But this is how they wanted to appear. So we have to ask ourselves, are we living a life of pretense? Are we, are we living a life where we are even maybe fooling ourselves of who is it that I really am? The Lord always speaks about the idea of being simple. And actually St. Paul in Romans 16, he says, I want you to be wise in what is good and simple concerning evil. What does the word simple mean? What does it mean to be simple concerning evil? The idea of something that is simple, it means that it is one. It is a single thing. It is not complex. It is not complicated. It is not a bunch of things together. It is one thing, meaning that our minds are completely focused only on one thing, and that is the Lord. If I focus only on this simple thing, it will guide all of my thoughts. 
it will guide my actions, it will guide my emotions, it will guide all my decisions, it will guide everything that I do. That in all these ways that we are struggling and in our in being divided, the opposite of being divided is being united in a simple in a, in a simple way, that it is us and the Lord allowing the Lord to guide our life in the right way. And so that we are not divided, but one person, one person everywhere, regardless of who I am with or where I am, or whether it's internally in my thoughts or whether externally, or whether I am at work or whether I'm at school or whether I'm in the church or whether I'm with my family or whether I'm with friends, no matter where I am, no matter who I am with, I am one person. I'm the same person that, that, that I never have to worry about a certain group of people seeing the way that I'm behaving in one certain location because I'm one person everywhere and everyone knows me as I am. So the, the, the devil has been very successful over the ages to tempt us by dividing us in many ways. To divide us against one another, to divide us against God, and to even allow us to be internally divided in ourselves. And as the Lord said, every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation. I should ask myself in these three areas, am I a divided person? How is it that I might be divided? And is this bringing me desolation? Is it bringing me destruction? Is it bringing me frustration that I am unable to grow as I want and I'm unable to overcome my passions as I want and I'm unable to be joyful as I want? Maybe the answer is, is because I'm trying to live a divided life and I need to look at myself. May the Lord grant us to have vision, to see internally in ourselves, to understand ourselves so that we can overcome any kind of division and receive the, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. And glory be to God forever. Amen.